Hello, this is Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business. We're launching the Club and Resort Talks podcast and have Ann Strin, Assistant General Manager of the Country Club of Virginia, as our first guest. Ann and I discussed a number of events that the club has hosted, including kitchen cocktails, a mini mulligans sit tournament series, and more. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business, and you're listening to the inaugural Club and Resort Talks podcast. As you can probably guess by the title, we'll be discussing everything that happens within the club and resort industry. Topics will range from running a golf course and maintaining the property to growing the game and eating, drinking well at the club, and everything in between. If it happens at a club, on a golf course, or around a resort, we'll talk about it. Today's guest is Ann Strin, Assistant General Manager at the Country Club of Virginia. We chose Ann and CCV to lead us off because they're one of the most innovative clubs in the business, always looking for new and exciting ways to engage their members. Ann, please tell us a little about yourself and the club. Thanks, Rob. We're excited to be um, a part of the podcast today. Um, I am, as you said, Ann Stren. I'm the Assistant General Manager here at the Country Club of Virginia. We are located in Richmond, Virginia. We're a large membership with about 7,600 members in total, starting from age 8. And on up, we have three golf courses here between our two campuses, large pool complex, newly renovated fitness and racket sports center, and lots of activities for, for all of the members that, we, that we're tasked with entertaining and keeping, uh, keeping engaged in the club. Well, that's, that sounds great, and thank you for being with us. While we were at the Club Management Association of America Conference in Nashville this year, we visited the Idea Fair where clubs from across the country share their most successful events of the year via poster boards. If you saw the June issue of CNRB, you probably read a lot about them. That's our ideas issue. Country Club of Virginia is one of the most well-represented clubs in that room, as you can imagine. I'd love to discuss a few of the events you shared, starting with kitchen cocktails. First, what was it? How did this come about? And how was it received and attended by members? Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's fun to walk around the uh, the World Conference and people look at your your name tag and they say, "Oh, you're from the Idea Club." So <laughs> it's uh it's it's really great to to be able to share so many ideas with within the industry. Specifically, the Kitchen Cocktails event. Our executive sous chef actually had that idea. We had done some minor work, not major work, in the kitchen. We were looking for some other venues to provide members with places to to host unique events, and so we decided to try. To make it a little different, bring some of the the elements of the clubhouse into the kitchen, putting down oriental rugs and moving some furniture and just trying to make a really, really comfortable experience for people. And they absolutely loved it. It's just really a great event that we've actually now done for rehearsal dinners. We've done one for our board of directors. We hosted some club managers last fall and, and had a great time with them. It's just really a, a fun spot to do it. You know, we turn prep space into an area for a charcuterie board. You can use some of the produce sinks and things like that for seafood displays. It's just kind of about taking taking one set of goggles off and putting another set of goggles on and, and seeing what you can can make new with, with things that you use every day. Um, and the members have just really, really enjoyed it. That's terrific. So I can assume that you'll be hosting more in the future? 
Yeah, I I think so. I mean, the members love it and our staff loves it as well. It's really, you know, a vehicle for them to be super creative, provide uber fresh food, and they just get to do some things that they don't get to do on a daily basis. So the staff loves it as well. They sit around at their, you know, their chef meetings and talk about foods that they can do or ways that they can enhance the experience. We've added some lighting in the kitchen that really helped with the event and some of the pieces, the equipment that is in the kitchen, we've made those more mobile so that we can move it around and, and have um, and have some really great events in there. That kind of leads me into my next question. Will there be, you may have already answered it, will there be changes in the future? I mean, the lighting and making situation more mobile. Are there other tweaks that you're looking at? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I would I would have to consult with our chef. I would say he never sits on his laurels, so um, so it would not surprise me if he has some visions for um, for doing things in the kitchen that that make it a little easier to to host events in there. Um, he loves to use the kitchen as a stage. Loves to invite people into what he considers his home and um, and entertain them. So it would not surprise me if there there are things coming down the pike. I suppose that'll change on a case by case basis. Absolutely. I mean, we try to customize things as hosts and members, and we're tr- when we are trying to do new events or keep events um, fresh, we're we're always looking at at ways that we can improve it. And sometimes that means things that we need to purchase from outside, and sometimes it's just moving things around and setting them up in a little bit different way. Awesome. As I mentioned, we typically don't tell our interior designers that we're um, bringing the oriental <laughs> carpets and the furniture into the kitchen. <laughs> we it's tend fun. to try to keep them out. Probably a good idea. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, growing the game is a popular catchphrase across the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Country Club of Virginia is engaging its youngest members in many ways, of course, but a couple of programs jumped out at me. Can you describe the Mini Mulligans Tournament Series and Equip a Kids Tennis Program? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start um, with the Equip a Kids. I mean, really, the two events were all about getting younger kids engaged in um, in those sports and tennis and in golf earlier. So the Equip a Kid, that idea was generated from a group of younger siblings who wanted to get involved in what their older siblings were um, were doing here at the club. And so the group got together over in Racket Sports and they kind of decided, you know, okay, how can we how can we make this work? The kids are a little young for some of the some of the balls, even with the colored ball system that we use now. You know, some of the three and four year olds are still just a little bit small for that. And so they they came up with this idea of just using these props that I mean, I think one of our tennis pros went out and went to five below and got, you know, got different things that they could use, bigger balls that even though they aren't technically tennis balls, they can be used to just get the kids engaged in um, in the game and really hopefully fostering that love um, for the future. The mini mulligans was really similar to that, just wanting to get get younger kids involved and start to show them the way that golf works at such a young age. And so we've um, started to do a, a tournament series that um, that focuses on that. We usually build on things like the Masters or you know other tournaments that are familiar to the families. The whole thing takes about two hours. There's three holes of golf, some snacks, the medals, you know, really what more could a a little kid want at that point? Exactly. The environment is obviously important. Golf, tennis, everything's outside, not to mention life. It just happens outside. One idea that really jumped out at me was the Bees Needs program. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about how, how that's benefited the club? 
Sure, sure. The bees needs um, that again. So, you know, I would say that when we're when we're looking at ideas, we're either starting with you know needing to solve a problem or to build on an opportunity. And um, the bees needs was that was really trying to solve a problem. Um, we had some um, out on the course, we had some blue stakes that we used in like the lower maintained rough areas and they just weren't aesthetically pleasing. It didn't fit into the natural environment and that's an Audubon certified golf course. And so we wanted to try to integrate that in. So the golf maintenance team got together and thought about what they could do. And so they decided to take these stakes. We have bamboo um, that grows wild on our golf courses. So they took the bamboo and created these stakes and created at the time the um, at the same time the habitats for for the bees, which as we know, um, you know the the plants and the things in nature need as many bees as um, as we can have to to pollinate and keep things growing. So it really just you know it was a problem that needed to be solved. The staff got together and thought of creative and inexpensive ways to do it, and it's just been hugely successful. I also want to talk about space, which is vitally important to every club, no matter. How much a club has, it always needs more. You ran into an issue in your bag room where you were running out of space. Can you describe a little bit how you remedied the situation? Yeah, you know, if you if you take a look at, I think most bag rooms, you know, probably look like they could use more space. And one of the things that we did in there is we just created specific spaces where we position the bags a little bit differently and and built some shelving and things to make to make that area more efficient. Again, it's it's one of those things where in that case we were trying to trying to solve a problem and a creative group of people came up with an alternate way to to store the bags. So you went uh, you went vertical in a lot of in a we somewhat of a way, sure. Yeah. Yep, we went vertical. So, and that, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to ask you then if if that has translated to other areas of the club, whether it's the food and beverage side or, or anything that you would kind of need more space or a more creative way to store things. Sure. You know, I mean, we're always looking at ways that we can reconfigure, whether it's the glass and silver room or whether it's the where the chairs and the banquet tables are, are stored. That creative storage, I'm sure most clubs can, um, can relate, even though we're a pretty large facility, there's never enough storage. And so having to figure out ways that that we can store things differently. I think another good example, this wasn't repurposing a space, but in our recent fitness and racket sports project, the um, each of the studios um, for group fitness, are, um, we got our group instructors together and, and brought that group of sort of frontline staff into the conversation as we were building casework. And so we were able to max- maximize that casework just from having a really good understanding of the way that the instructors use the studios and, and how the equipment could be stored. And I mean, I think it's really all about getting the right people involved when you're trying to solve a problem or think of a new idea or a new way to do things. I think that, that the folks who are using the tools every day or they're experiencing those things um, in conjunction with the members is, is just hugely important. Country Club of Virginia seems to really foster an environment of inclusion, whereas anybody, whether you're a, a bagroom attendant or the assistant general manager, you have a say in what could be better, how things could work a little smoother. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how the environment is enhancing that, that aspect? 
Sure, absolutely. I think the core of our culture really is as evidenced in our motto, which is an evolution to excellence through continuous improvement. I mean, that right there just shows our commitment to to growth and improvement, whether it be in our programs, our overall member satisfaction, member retention, the interest that members have in bringing prospective members to the club, workplace efficiencies, anything like that, everything goes back to that core motto that we all stand on. So it's not unusual to see um, groups of staff folks brainstorming an idea. We use our daily lineups and the restaurants, um, meetings and other departments where where everybody gets together and, and really talks about the ideas. Our governance structure also is helpful to us in that regard. We have our board committees, but then we also have advisory committees for each of our activity areas, and those are populated with users of the activities, and so they're almost like built-in focus groups for us. We can bring an idea or we have an idea for an event and we can bring it to our advisory committee and they'll give us feedback. Um, And they're not shy about soliciting ideas on certain topics from their friends and bringing it back to the staff. And um, and it's a real partnership, a lot of collaboration with lots of different people um, to to keep things fresh. We also do, we build on the, um, the idea fair that, um, that's hosted at CMAA's World Conference every year. We actually do an internal idea fair, so each activity area puts a team together. There's a coach. They submit the ideas that they think would be, um, would be good ones to present out in the industry on the posters. And then we go through a whole process um, here and there. We have what we call an, an idea. We call it an idea fair also internally here. The staff um, goes through and they pick our Evolution to Excellence Award. So that's the idea that best demonstrates the club's motto, which was an evolution to excellence through continuous improvement. And then our executive team also selects three other posters as winners in a creative category, most practical and satisfaction enhancement. And then there are awards if you're if your team wins one of those awards internally, there's a celebratory process. And then if the idea goes on to the to the World Conference and it wins a blue ribbon there, there's an additional celebratory you know opportunity for that team as well. So we spend we spend a lot of time on ideas in the idea fair around here. That's that's terrific. And it shows uh, every year at the show or the conference, I should say. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have we have a lot of fun with it. You know, a lot we pay attention. I mean, we always say the best ideas are someone else's idea. So we yeah. try to make a commitment to um, to paying attention to what you know what people are doing, whether it be in the industry or you know the restaurant industry is doing some really cool promotions that private clubs can build on. Even those kind of annoying market emails from you know from retail stores and other places. There's really a lot of ideas within um, you know out there, social media, the cooking shows. We provide opportunities for um, for staff to go out and, and experience um, different restaurants or new things that have come to the city. Um, going to visit other clubs, so there's a lot of support for um, for that kind of thing here at the club. You know, our both our board and our executive leadership um, really support those concepts and and make a big commitment to it. It's incredible the uh, commitment that you're making to fostering the ideas and really encouraging growth. One thing I I, I wanted to circle back with sure. our youngest members, because I mean the kids today are tomorrow's paying members, obviously. 
you had another event that was away from the growing the game concept, but uh, I think it was a scavenger hunt, a live scavenger hunt. Flu event, yes. Y- yes. Could you discuss that a little bit? That looked like it was a lot of fun sure. for the kids, and I, I imagine the uh, parents enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So we built off of the game Clue, the um, kind of that game that I can't get my kids to <laughs> to play as much as as I did when I was a kid. But it was sort of that who done it, um, and so we did. A, um, a live event in the clubhouse, and um, and so we broke the kids up into teams. Um, we hid the little clue cards around the clubhouse, and so they worked. Um, they had little folders where they, you know, they got they got different clues as they went around, and so then they all came back together, and they were able to check off, you know, whether it was in whichever room, you know the the murder so to speak happened and you know was it in the west hampton room was it in the west porch was it with a you know we tried to use funny things like a golf club or a stapler you know something like that that um that applied to the club and then we also used staff people names that they recognized um as the culprits and so they just all worked together um to try to to try to figure out who done it and they had a great time that was one thing our youth department really um has tried to become Committed to them, I think you do have to change with um, with what your member interests are in society, and that sort of thing. But we really are trying to create some um, unplugged events for you know so much of what the kids like to do these days is um, electronic in nature, and so we really try to create some of those unplugged experiences. We took their phones because you know this was really just a game of chance, is what it was. You know, looking things up on their phones, meaning their phones wasn't. Um, wasn't something that was going to help them in this game and the scavenger hunt. So we um, we took their phones and you know kind of at the beginning the kids were all a little shy, especially because there was a mixture of boys and girls. And by the end they were all in there cheering for the person who figured out um, figured it out in the end. And it was a really fun event. Uh, it sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much for your time, Anne. And the interest of keeping this short and sweet will end right here. Uh, we could go on and on, obviously, about what Country Club of Virginia is doing, all the exciting things, but we don't want to get too long. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening, and please check back with us in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll give you all a heads up when our next podcast is ready to hit the airwaves. Have a great day.